Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. We're halfway there, we're into round 10, four games this weekend and my golly, all four of them are huge, huge finals ramifications. So make sure you stay tuned here to Around the Waffle for this uh, this week's edition, a round 10 preview. Of course, it's mental health round, a very important round, all embraced by the WAFL clubs and all within WA football. We'll talk about a little bit about that in just a moment. Paul Persick, with you and alongside me ready to lay the lowdown smackdown on this weekend's <laughs> waffle action is Taylor Cowper. Hey, Taylor, huge weekend ahead. Yeah, the mental health round's a, a great initiative by the footy commission. They just want us to do some three simple things really and that's to, before it gets too much, talk to a mate. So when, when we're going through problems in life, it's always important that we just go and talk to someone and making that okay to talk about. Um, that also that talking and listening is powerful. So mm. if you are are one of the mates that one of your mates comes to to talks about a problem just make sure you're listening well and our mental health issues can affect anyone it may be difficult at first but talking to anyone about that can help you when you're going through a tough time in life absolutely that's all it takes that's one of the uh the the finite things in life is that we're always going to go through something troubling uh, it happens to all of us. Just go and talk to someone about it. Absolutely. That's all it takes. Just yeah. talk to someone and it will certainly make a big difference in so their life. So great work by the footy commission to do that. Absolutely. Mm. Not only that, but of course, it's a big show coming your way today. We have Bo Wardman, the Subiaco coach, joining us in just a little bit, TC. But also, all four games, TC, in round 10 all carry huge implications as far as the final five They do. Concerned. And before you um, came on air this morning, Paul, you said that you can't pick any of them. Honestly. You're struggling. No, there's one that I think you can pick straight away. We'll get to that a little bit later on. I'm not sure. There is some really cracking footy going on and really looking forward to this round of footy. Certainly will be. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Paul Persick and Taylor Cowper. And one of the sides that is in form, Subiaco. They are in the top two and heading into a big game against West Perth at Leaderville Oval on Saturday. They are back in form and their in-form coach, Bo Wardman. He's been good enough to join us on today's episode. Bo, hello, mate. Welcome to Around the Waffle. Hey, Paul. Nice to be with you today. Great to have you on the show, Bo. Huge game on Saturday against West Perth. They are back in the five. And you, your side and West Perth have had some pretty good encounters in recent times. Yeah, certainly. Uh, they've been the, the, the form team over the last uh, eighteen and twenty-four months. So, um, be another good opportunity. They had a, um, a stirring win over over South Fremantle on on Sunday, coming from behind at, at half time. So, we're under no illusion what it's going to take this week. Um, but I think our, our guys are sort of uh, really enjoying their footy at the moment and uh, playing a good brand of footy, which we we know will be competitive uh, if we can bring that again this weekend. You just alluded to it, um, but you know West Perth have been the informed team the last eighteen months. But you guys are the informed team for the first couple of months of this season. Must be a good position to be in, second on the ladder, kind of tied with Claremont at the moment. I uh, will certainly take it. Uh, it certainly uh, beats losing. So, but I, th- I think it's just te- testament to the, the the work that a lot of people have done uh, across the pre season. Obviously, we we reviewed last year thoroughly um, the way that the guys come back and presented. Uh, at pre-season, um, got back to work. Our, our, we brought in a, a few new coaches and, and they've sort of uh, really been able to carry the, the standards through and the expectations and the boys have bought into that and we've, we've tried to complement that with, with some fun and enjoyment around what, what's happening and there's, there's good competition for spots, which, which can be healthy. Um, 
and they're just buying into the, the roles that are assigned each week. Now, one of the players that really enjoyed returning to the side, I can imagine, was Lee Kitchen back after a long spell away. He had a great game against uh, the West Coast Eagles. What are his chances of uh, making the side against West Perth on Saturday? Yeah, no, Lee will, be, uh, Lee will certainly be out there this week. Um, it's unfortunate he's, he's had a highly decorated career and um, ha- hasn't really sustained any injuries over that period of time. So for him to, to get the hamstring, and um, it sort of t- took a little bit longer to... To heal, but he's he's done a, a lot of work in terms of his rehab and and getting his body right so that he can get back out there. And he's been our captain uh, for over the last five years. He's, he's a highly credentialed state player, premiership player, and um, just the way that his his voice can assist certainly some of our young guys. Um, and he'll get back to his best form over the over the next couple of weeks. And um, he's certainly been a welcome re-addition back into the team. Oh, talk to us about Zach Clark averaging 100 hit-outs to uh, your effectiveness in the midfield there at Subiaco, just playing a bit of tunning and cheat there. But, no, Zach Clark, he's been a, a fantastic addition for you guys getting first use of the footy in the midfield. What's it been like having him around the club? Uh, certainly great. <laughs> um, I mean, De- De- Del has been a, uh, a terrific servant for our footy club, um, the way that he was able to get around the ground and, and shoulder the ruck. But, most weeks probably undersized, so for our mids to, to sort of um, capitalise on on Zach's first use um, has been awesome. But and I think probably uh, things we weren't expecting was was his sort of follow up and, and capacity to get around the ground, um, and he sort of got back to his best really quickly after mm. spending a few years playing country footy. And obviously there's a, a bit of a difference in level, but um, the way that he bought, bought in over pre season and was was hell bent on having some success back at the club. Uh, again this year and he's developing some of our younger tools but also developing some of the, the young midfielders coming in. I think guys like mm. Jamin Alone, Liam Hickmont, um, Riley Morgan's got a different role but being able to get through the midfield, working with guys like Steph Giro, some of these younger guys that he's really able to bring bring along, um, work closely with Nigel Hamilton in, in working with our stoppages so that's, that's been huge for their growth and, and probably hasten their development um, this year. Zach has brought really the best out of a lot of those young yeah. players, uh, Bo. I absolutely agree with you. One more from me, Bo, your forward line. I reckon the, con- uh, the continuity in that forward line is going to really be a big difference over West Perth on Saturday, especially when Ben Sokol and Jack Mayo are kicking big bags of goals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we sort of spoke about that last week, that we, we wanted to play a, a team role um, up forward and everyone had sort of get their opportunity in front of goal as it presented. Ben's proven performer over a number of years, so Sort of no surprise there, but he's, he's continuing to, to develop his game. And I think this year has brought a, um, a new level of excitement for him, particularly with a few young kids coming through there. We've had Robbie Hanson and Colton Tolstrop earlier in the year. Luther Kentfield as young guys coming through our Colts program. Um, then someone like Ben Golding, who's probably plied his trade through the, the midfield. We've thrown him forward in, in a bit of a pressure role, and, and he's been able to support those guys. Um, Jordy Perrone's been in and out, Josh Robbins. So some of those young young guys at, at grand level have complemented our tools and um, made a little bit easier for them in terms of going to work on their, their one-on-ones and their, their contested marking. And um, something that we've spoken about is just being a little bit more efficient in front of goal. We've probably had more, more opportunities and probably missed some goals that we would like to be kicking. So um, whilst it's not a, a result focus, it's making sure that we, we continue to work on our craft and, and capitalise on those because I think it comes... In, in big games and towards the back end of the season, those things are going to be critical. 
Hey, Bo, uh, thank you so much for your time. Good luck this weekend against West Perth. But before we let you go, it is, of course, Sync Mental Health Round. Um, your thoughts on that as a coach? How much emphasis do you put on with your players, especially making sure that they're making mental health a priority in the waffle? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's something that's really important. I mean, we, we speak often about the tactical and the physical component of the game, but the, the mental um, component is of utmost importance, understanding your role, making sure that you, you fit in within the within the group, um, making sure that you've got healthy balance off the field. And um, I suppose a lot of our players sometimes might might not be in a in a healthy position because they're not playing league footy. But that that's got to be a, a side issue to um, ensuring that you you're enjoying what you're doing all all of the time, um, and that you, you've got people to speak to. And I think our club do that really well. We've got a number of staff that are off field. We've got a uh, a, a chaplain that's there to be able to support the players if, if they need to be able to discuss certain issues. But and I think the the greatest strength of, of any team and, and particularly sporting environment is the capacity to be able to share stories. Um, we've all got significantly diverse backgrounds, yeah. um, and and often the the issues that one person is facing, there's there's probably another five or six that have also faced the same thing. So to be able to share those stories, sure. um, and we, and we give the boys the opportunity to do that at various times. Um, during the week and during the year, um, I think that that's really powerful. Fantastic, Bo. Thanks for your time. Good luck against West Perth. Thanks for your time. No worries at all. Thanks, guys. Bo Wardman, the Superdeco yeah. coach. All the best to him and the Lions against West Perth on Saturday. He raised some great points about the Think Mental Health round, yeah. the concept around it. And I reckon all the clubs with the off-field staff that they have, not just in Waffle but in AFL as well, really really helps the uh, mental aspect of a lot of these players because they're under a lot of pressure week in, week out. And just backing up what he said, speak to someone. If mm. you're going through someone, share your story, speak to someone. Let's get into these games, hey? Let's Absolutely. talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, all four games will be live, free and in full on the AFL app and on afl.com.au. This is around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. And I'll say it before and I'll say it again, TC, all mm. four of these games, you just can't pick a winner. You just cannot pick a winner. Well, the I first can. of those is I'm East Fremantle. Sure I, <laughs> I, I know you can. I won't be surprised about this first one. East Fremantle, Swan Districts at the WACA Grand in Perth must win for both teams. Well, this is the one that I am a bit nervous. It's game number two, I think you can pick a winner in pretty easily. Uh, you know... Must win game for both sides. East Fremantle lost the derby the other week. They didn't follow up in that game against East Perth. They'd be spewing that they lost that one. Not, uh, you know, I can handle a loss if you're a premiership contender, but you don't lose by close to 40 points, 30 yeah. points in a Especially game. Especially in that last quarter. Yeah. I mean, six goals to, to two something in that last quarter. So that was pretty poor. Uh, looking for them to bounce back, but on the other side, I think Swan Districts, they're a great side as well. They're oh, yeah. starting to get a couple of wins now as well. They are sit seventh, so six versus seventh. A win here pushes the Sharks back inside the top five, depending on how a couple of other games fall as well. So, yeah... Both sides need a win. I'm going. I'm going against three on this. Sharks one. go with this game with uh, a couple of injury concerns. Yeah. They had Corey Holmes. He's out. He injured yes. his hamstring in that game against East Perth. And Milan Murdoch. He's out under the concussion protocols. One of yeah. East Fremantle's best midfielders. That is a huge loss for the Sharks. Obviously, Milan. I I think I told you when we recorded earlier in the week that there was a prominent uh, waffle commentator that said Murdoch, along with Jupp and Erdley, they're the only ones, and the Marsh brothers. Throw mm. them in there too. They're the only ones that are really kind of standing up and showing a bit. Of fight in these games at the moment. So there's going to have to be some players. Schofield might really stand up for Eastern Mantle as well. O'Reilly as well up forward. Dixon, we need to stand up. Mm. He's played great footy over the last couple of months. So you need some of those players to really stand up. And I think the Sharks will just be too good. Here. On the other hand, the Swans, they've got 
Jackson McLaughlin, he's been in prime form, seeing plenty of the ball. Uh, Jesse Turner, he also was fantastic in that close win over Perth. And even without Brandon Urseg, I think the back line could make things very tough for East Fremantle. Having said that, I'm going to go the same way as you, and I'll say East Fremantle to win, but the Swans are going to give them one hell of a game. Do you know which game you're doing yet? Not yet. Not as of yet at the present time. But uh, either way, all these four games are absolute rippers. The first one, East Fremantle will win it. Yep, I totally agree. Game number two. I don't think this is going to be as close as you think it is. I still think so. Perth, Perth over the last month and a half, they've Nothing, been competitive. Not don't get saying, me wrong. Not saying anything bad about Perth, but Peel Thunder are an outstanding side in this competition oh, yeah. at the moment. They sit, obviously, third, third on the ladder at the moment. Perth, obviously, not. So there's a big gap there in terms of these two sides. Um you know, Perth at home, they have been playing pretty decent footy and they have played consistent footy. Yes. And they are on the right trajectory to hopefully be playing finals footy in the next couple of years. It won't be happening this year by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Peel Thunder coming to Perth, playing in uh, Middle Resources Park, I think they'll just be too strong. I reckon they'll get the job done pretty easy. Not saying that Perth won't be competitive, but I just think it's a... It's a pretty tickable game in terms of I can put the mark next to Peel Thunder heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, look at the players Peel have got, you know, in their best 22. Erasmus was outstanding in that loss to Claremont. Uh, Brady Gray, absolutely sensational. Sebek Kuecki was good in patches. I expect a big performance from him. Uh, also, uh, Blight down back as well, and a few of their other key defenders as well. They can shut down Perth's repeated entries yeah. inside 50 because Perth, their forward line, I have to say, is a bit one-dimensional. Yep. When you when you look at their the, the way they get the ball inside their 50, I often have Harry Quartermain as a prime target. They've got Sam Stubbs and they've also got Oscar Bird who can play occasionally up forward. They, Perth, they just need to find an open avenue to goal other than Quartermain. They've got more than that. And the other thing that we've, we haven't even mentioned in this yet, Paul, is Peel have lost the, the, the two games leading into this one. So they've only dropped three for the whole year, two of them coming in the last two weeks. How they dropped that one against yeah. Claremont, three and goals Subiaco ahead. And the week before. Yeah, by so, six. you know, expecting a bounce back, I think they'll be fine heading into this one. Yeah, Peel Thunder for me. Only around about two or three goals, I reckon. Around about five. Five, fair enough, fair enough too. Third game on Saturday. We mentioned this uh, with you Bo Wardman. With me, yes. <laughs> Yes. I like it. I like it. Turn it up, TC. (laughs) Sometimes you agree to disagree and sometimes you agree. Uh, Anyway, third game on Saturday. This one's a beauty. Subiaco and West Perth at 2.10 at Leaderville Oval. Major test for both teams coming up. Yeah. um, Another huge game. We obviously spoke to Bo before. Um, Looking for some of his forward line to stand up. They're very good at getting the ball inside 50. um, uh, Subiaco at the moment. We obviously spoke about Zach Clark as well. So, yeah, they get first use of the footy inside their midfield. They're usually very good at getting it inside 50. It is is a tough game, this one, to pick. Um, Both teams at the moment, they both are in the top five. Subiaco, obviously, second on the ladder. West Perth are just there at the moment. A loss here for West Perth and a win to the Sharks could change that up a little bit. Um, So, yeah, danger game for for both sides, really. If you're going to wanting to go deep in the finals this year... These are the games that both teams will be highlighting. These are the games the coaches will both be going. These are the ones that we need to be winning. Absolutely. One key I reckon is going to be in Subiaco's favour is obviously the hitouts. And the biggest test from a West Perth point of view will come for Riley Sprigg, yep. the West Perth Ruckman. He will face his biggest test in the ruck against the dominating Zach Clark. And for West Perth, there has to be a way for the West Perth midfield to nullify Clark's influence because Zach Clark does so much around the football. He uses it so effectively. Can play a bit up forward and add a little mm. bit of big body depth up forward. So for Riley Riley Sprigg, if he can beat Zach Clark in the ruck, that will go a long way to West Perth winning this game. The other thing as well that I think clubs are starting to do is his dominance in the um, in the ruck is huge, Zach oh, yeah. Clark. So it's about trying to work out how you can best use the footy and 
defend that space well. So yeah, that that's gonna um, Spriggy's gonna have to do a really good job on trying to, to nullify Zach Clark's influence, but also the midfield for West Perth when you got Aaron Black in there, you got some really big hard body midfields in there for West Perth. Um, you know they're not gonna have that easy first use of the ball, uh, Subiaco. With that in mind, I'm saying Subiaco to win, but only by a goal. It's gonna yeah, go um, down to the wire. I'm gonna kind of go the other way in this Ooh. one. I'm gonna go West Perth. They got a lot to play for. Certainly. They don't want to. They don't want to fall out the top. Five. Absolutely. What a game that one is certainly going to be. And then the one on Sunday. It's live on Channel 7 at 2.10 Sunday afternoon. South Fremantle desperate to bounce back against East Perth. They are looking for three wins in a row. 100%. And South Fremantle, they've got a lot of work to do if they want to start catching up. They're sitting on 18 at the moment. I can't really see them now making the finals. Like If you look at East Fremantle, they're on 20 points and South Fremantle only on eight. So it's going to be a lot of work for them to get there. The two-game deficit will hurt them. They're, yeah, they're going to have to basically win every game going from here. So that does really, really hurt them. But without uh, understating it, this is going to be a great game as well. They're a great side. South Fremantle, East Perth are, are playing really good footy. They bullied East Fremantle a bit last year, which I have, uh, last week, which I have no problem with at all. They just responded really well um, when the pressure came on. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. And obviously that it's on seven at makes it a lot more viewable for people. They can mm. get along if they want. If the weather's great, head down there. Frio's a great place to watch. Oh, me. absolutely. Frio Oval, great venue window. Always some great moments over there. So in this one, I think East Perth are the informed team at the moment. South Fremantle, like that loss to Perth the other week. That's they, that, They've got to be spewing about that. And the last quarter against West yeah. Perth, they were up by some 35, 36 points at yeah. one stage in the game. And West Perth just kicked away in that last quarter. South Fremantle, South Fremantle just stopped. They what? can't afford any of those quarters who again. Are you, who are you going for in this game? I'm going East Perth. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go South Fremantle. Yeah, South Fremantle as well. They've got to. They've got to respond after the two pretty poor weeks that they've had. Mm. East Perth, they're, they're kind of on the same track, I think, form wise. I think they're really both solid teams. So I think, yeah, I think South Fremantle will get up at home. Well, they need to. They've, they've lost their last two. Home, they've lost. They've lost their last two at home. Both to sides below them on exactly. the ladder. So another loss this time to East Perth. Their season is in massive danger. So yeah, there we go. South Fremantle for me. East Perth for you. We've gone different on a couple. You're going Subiaco. I'm surprisingly going West Perth. I thought you might have gone that way, but oh, you should be surprised that I haven't gone with West <laughs> Perth. But there is good reason why. And think about it. Last time around, Subiaco, they just polished up West they Perth did. everywhere early in the season. Massive round of footy, Paul. Oh, mate, yeah. can't wait for. Ten rounds, we're halfway there throughout the season, and a lot of ramifications in the five. Now, I outlined something to you before I like the this. show. Yeah, who who makes the five? I've originally went with. Uh, well, you've East got to Fremantle. keep South Fremantle in because he can't change halfway through the oh, season. I'm, I'm eating humble. <laughs> Ham pie after that. So at the beginning of the season, I went yep. with East Fremantle, South Fremantle, West Perth, Swan District, Subiaco. Yep. After round ten, should one side stay or should one side go? At the at, at the, the way it looks, I'm saying Tigers. I'm eating humble pie on that again. Subiaco, West Perth, East Perth, and East Fremantle may have a drop, but they'll still finish in the five. So out of the top five at the moment, you're saying. Who, who are you saying won't be in there? So it's Claremont, Subiaco, Peel, East Perth and West Perth. Who do you think's dropping out? Peel. Okay. You really? I, I reckon Peel may drop. Yeah, wow, okay. I have a feeling that Peel may drop. So I think it's going to be Claremont, Subiaco, Peel Thunder, uh, West Perth and East Fremantle. So, so I think East Perth are going to fall out. East Perth just fall yeah. out. But a sixth place finish would still be pretty good. Oh, 100%. Well... You'd rather fifth, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd rather. Well, given that uh, East Perth, they're looking for four wins in a row now, I should yeah. say, because they had that thrash. I think East Perth are a great side, and I think they've come really far from where they were last year. I just think West Perth, on a good day, beats them. I think East Fremantle, on a good day, probably beats them as well. 
I know obviously that didn't happen last Sunday, but I think if we're getting towards a pointy end of the season and those three teams are around each other, I think West Perth and East Fremantle are the, the ones that get across. Can't wait for round 10. It's going to be a beauty. Yeah, it will. Looking forward to it, Paul. Thanks, TC. I'll see you on Tuesday. See you then. And thank you to our fans as well for tuning in to today's edition of Around the Waffle. Of course, you can watch us on the Backchat Studios YouTube channel or you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. We also have socials in operation, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you join us on Tuesday when we review all the action from round 10. It's going to be a big round of footy and we hope to see plenty of heads at the footy or also watching on the AFL app or on afl.com.au. We look forward to your company on Tuesday. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.